Welcome to the DFDL live event on the expert overview of the logistics and industrial real estate sector in Vietnam. I'll be your host, uh, Paul Bolodarski. I'm the deputy head of the regional real estate practice at DFDL, and I'll be joined by my colleague, Tang Nguyen, who is a partner and the head of our Hanoi office. Uh, just to give you some background of DFDL, we are an international law firm with a focus on Southeast Asia and South Asia. Uh, we have offices throughout the region. Our offices are located uh, in ASEAN region, as well as in Bangladesh. So without any further ado, I would like to start this process of going through the questions that we've talked about uh, online and, and hopefully You'll enjoy this discussion. So, Tong, actually, before we get there, why don't I allow you to introduce yourself as well? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good morning. Uh, my name is Tang. Uh, I'm a partner of DFDL uh, based in Hanoi, uh, working with Paul on uh, various uh, real estate uh, projects. Happy to share uh, our knowledge uh, with you uh, on this uh, uh, on this subject uh, in this webinar. Thank you. Okay. So, why don't we get right to it? So. Tang, I know that you and I have worked on a number of different types of transactions. So why don't we start out with what are some of the legal and due diligence considerations that investors should take into account when they're entering into the logistics and industrial real estate market in Vietnam? Uh, thanks, Paul. That's a uh, long and difficult question. But uh, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would start by uh, saying that, you know, it... Um, Actually, it depends from uh, who, who you are uh, and, and uh, well, in which areas of logistics and industrial real estate market that uh, you will be participating in. Uh, so it may vary uh, from uh, if you are the developers, uh, you know, those industri industrial real estate market, or if you are just those who want to rent a, a, a real estate, industrial real estate. Um, for your uh, operations, then basically we have two types of you know uh, participant in, in this market. Um, so I would uh, say first about uh, uh, about the developer, uh, and I'm sure among the participants uh, you know very well uh, how uh, uh, difficult it is to get uh, land in Vietnam for in the development of industrial zone. But if you have a broader you know, look at how it is happening here in Vietnam in this uh, um, in this field, then you're gonna get more uh, you know exciting about this. Uh, if you see that for the last, uh, especially two or three years, um, there uh, have been like an increasing uh, uh, increasing um, you know interest uh, in the industrial uh, properties in Vietnam. Uh, that would, uh, that has resulted in uh, you know an increased numbers of industrial zones which uh, have either been uh, built up or uh, under constructions uh, in Vietnam. And why we have such increased uh, you know numbers is because you have seen for sure that a um, a, a swift from uh, you know a swift of the uh, manufacturing uh, establishment from certain neighboring country to Vietnam, notably from China to Vietnam. And uh, apart from that, uh, another uh, reason might also be about Vietnam signing up, you know, some uh, treaties uh, recently like CCTTP and uh, the EFTAs uh, uh, with, the, uh, uh, with the Europe. Uh, that would 
um, that that has also you know uh, increased the interest uh, in the industrials. Uh, real estate in Vietnam uh, because you know um, under those treaties there have been like a lot of uh, incentives, a lot of uh, uh, tariff uh, can cut off or cut down that uh, you know uh, drives the uh, manufacturers from Europe uh, into uh, you know having establishment manufacturing uh, establishment in Vietnam. So that's why you have seen a increase in numbers of industrial zone in Vietnam. Uh, it uh, in, uh, for the legal uh, development in Vietnam on that uh, front it has also been a recent changes in uh, in the laws of Vietnam, uh, especially the uh, law on uh, investment, the latest one, which has now uh, lifted uh, a lot of restrictions, you know, for foreign investment uh, in the real estate uh, uh, industrial real estate uh, in, in business in Vietnam. I can give an example that. In the past, uh, for a real estate company, you need to have a minimum legal capital. Uh, uh, not so high, but it's still a requirement for uh, nearly a, a million US dollars. Then now that requirement has been removed. That has not only been that you know financially the uh, investor need not to uh, you know to provide that financing at the start. But it's also mean that there has been like a simply 50 in the uh, procedure for a real estate uh, developer, um, you know, uh, entering Vietnam uh, market. Um, so I think that's exciting. But the other, um, the other thing is about you know how to get land in Vietnam for that for, the, for those projects. Uh, uh, the procedures are still complicated. It's not easy, uh, as a matter of fact, finding a proper land, uh, a land plot, especially a big one for industrial zone. Uh, and um, uh, normally it takes some time, you know, to complete the whole process. So I still see the hurdle there. Not, not, not yet saying about the, uh, you know, the lack of uh, proper infrastructures in place in Vietnam. Uh, so all these things you need to uh, take into consideration as a developer who want to participate in Vietnam real estate uh, market. Uh, the second choice is about the uh, tenants, the, the, those manufacturers who uh, come here and, and uh, help the uh, manufacturing establishment, uh, you know, established in, in Vietnam. Then uh, most of them, I would say that they would uh, have, uh, they would go for uh, a land plot uh, somewhere in the industrial zone, which has been like uh, readily uh, usable, uh, that would not that would be like uh, 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 the most uh, efficient and uh, you know less complicated uh, approach for the uh, uh, for the uh, manufacturers for the investor. Uh, in for for this you know uh, approach, then something some a few things that the investor. What need to bear in mind is about checking if the developers that they're going to lease land from, uh, you know, has the lawful right to lease land to uh, the, the investor uh, for the uh, for the business. Uh, a few tips to check is first, the most important thing is if the developer has, uh, you know, a proper uh, decision for uh, developing that industrial land or not, if they have the uh, land use price certificate, uh, which is normally referred as a red book uh, in Vietnam. Uh, in our career, in our um, you know, practice, we have seen that you know, it's not always simple as that. Uh, some developers, they seem to have an industrial zone, but you know, it turned out to be not a, a valid or legal 
uh, industrial zone. Uh, on your way to lease the land, which is claimed to be in an industrial zone, but it turned out to be outside of an industrial zone. So those kind of things that uh, require uh, a thorough uh, due diligence, um, and, and this is very important. I know that some investor, uh, certain investor may take it uh, lightly for due diligence, but uh, from in our experience, uh, due diligence, a good due diligence, we decide if you uh, decide the success of your project in Vietnam. Okay, I think that that really goes over a lot of different issues uh, relating to the legal side and getting your, your documents in order and making sure that when you're looking at sites that you're obtaining the right information and that you know what's going on. And, and moving on to the next question, you know, what are some of the practical issues that we encounter uh, as part of this due diligence process that, that our clients come to us about? Um. If you are asking about practical, um, you know, matter, then uh, it can be a lot, you know. But uh, I think I mentioned somehow a few uh, matters which uh, relate to, you know, the location of the land plot, uh, relate to the uh, uh, land use rights of it. Uh, I think uh, other things then you will be able to verify uh, if you have a good due diligence, uh, such as as about uh, whether the uh, if you lease a land in an, an industrial zone. Uh, how are you going to pay for it? Uh, if you're going to pay for it uh, annually or, uh, or, or a lump sum, that will depend on uh, the way or the, the, the regions on which the land was allocated to the uh, developer himself. For example, if the developer uh, was uh, granted the land on annual uh, payment basis, then it may not collect uh, rental uh, host, a lump sum uh, rentals from the investor. And all these things we'd also decide uh, in terms of the scope of right for the developer itself and also the investor uh, in, uh, once it's take over the land. For example, if the land is, uh, is uh, well, uh, you know, allocated on annual uh, payment basis, then the investor may uh, not be entitled to, uh, entitled to a full scope of right. Uh, um, some right may be missing, such as the right to uh, mortgage uh, the uh, the land use right, because you are not pay you are only paying uh, annual uh, on an annual basis. Uh, and uh, I think that's that can also be some uh, other uh, practical issues, uh, uh, not really about. Uh, you know, uh, uh, when you uh, lease the land, uh, when you lease the land from the developer, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the investor uh, having land in the industrial zone. When you lease the land from the developer, you also need to uh, verify if the land, uh, that land plot is subject to any encumbrance or not. And notably about if the developer has ever uh, you know, mortgage uh, the land use right over the landlord that is, is leasing to you. This is a challenge in practice, uh, given the limited uh, data, uh, uh, you know, available uh, publicly. Uh, uh, in, in our in our experience, that uh, we uh, normally have to rely a lot on the developers for in terms of their cooperation for uh, this process. Uh, because the uh, local authority normally they are not that willing to disclose information about the security over the land plot uh, that uh, they never want to lease. 
So all these, uh, the objective, the final objective is to really to find out if the developers have the lawful right uh, to lease the land. At the time, it leases land to the uh, investor. A uh, few other things like if you uh, are, uh, you know, uh, if you are, uh, if you are implementing a manufacturing project, you also need to take into consideration a few things like uh, whether that is a, a good location for uh, your uh, uh, for your business. Uh, if they are close to uh, uh, you know port or highway, uh, if they are in terms of zoning, if there is any restrictions for uh, for your specific you know uh, business of a manufacturing uh, business for the for the specific product that you are uh, manufacturing. Uh, all these things require to be uh, verified before you, uh, and it's advisable that need to be verified before you enter into uh, a land sublease uh, contract with the uh, developer. Yeah, I think that we've seen uh, a few of those issues come up uh, during our due diligence phase and some of the other issues such as, you know, demining activities and who's responsible for it along with uh, infrastructure issues. Uh, but moving on to to the next question, you know, in a post-COVID world, I think a lot of countries have taken uh, time to develop new laws or to uh, clarify the law in order to encourage investment. What are some of the legal changes that we've seen um, over the last year or so? I think the most exciting thing is about the uh, uh, signing up of uh, uh, different treaties by Vietnam, as I mentioned earlier, about CCTPV, about uh, European Vietnam, uh, you know, free trade agreement, about uh, also about uh, the, the treaty uh, about the uh, uh, investment protections between Vietnam and Europe. So all these are gonna set forth, you know, has set forth some uh, very good foundations for the further uh, legal developments uh, developed in the Vietnamese uh, you know, laws and regulations. Uh, you have seen the, the latest uh, movement in this regard uh, regarding the law on investment, the law on real estate business in uh, Vietnam. And there, are, I, I, I'm, as I'm aware, there have been like a very busy schedule for uh, new law uh, makings uh, in, uh, in Vietnam. Uh, and uh, I know that this COVID is uh, somehow uh, impeding the uh, the speed, but uh, we believe that uh, yeah, we are pretty confident that Vietnam would uh, maintain, uh, you know, uh, this world, uh, even though the COVID situation is not so good for the time being. But uh, we we hope that that would be very uh, like temporary, and uh, things would uh, uh, be uh, like uh, recovering uh, or much better in the next. Uh, uh, I would say coming uh, months. What are some of the directions that we think that the real estate uh, logistics and industrial sector market will go? And where do we see the market in the next year? I guess look into your crystal ball and, and give us some of your thoughts uh, on that. I, I I just mentioned about CC uh, CDDPB and uh, EVFTA. And um, if you know that uh, uh, the expectation is that uh, we will uh, welcome or receive more like uh, uh, high values, uh, you know, manufacturing of high value products in Vietnam. And that uh, I'm pretty confident that that will be the great, you know, uh, thing for Vietnam. 
Uh, obviously, uh, manufacturers from Europe are relocating their or uh, uh, building up their new uh, manufacturing uh, establishment in Vietnam. This wouldn't be about you know uh, manufacturing um, high-end or high-value uh, products. Uh, that's the first good thing. Uh, the second thing which have, uh, I'm sure among uh, participants you have seen that is the like uh, the wave from the uh, China from uh, neighboring country uh, relocating uh, you know their business to Vietnam and uh, things like the you know, big name like Alibaba like uh, you know um, other GMPs GMPs is uh, uh, one of the biggest uh, investment uh, real estate investment in Vietnam. Then oh, we have seen that those are like a very immediate, uh, you know, uh, demand for uh, you know, setting up uh, establishments, uh, business establishments in Vietnam, and commence uh, operation as soon as possible. So uh, I, uh, what I hope is that uh, Vietnam would uh, be able to, uh, you know, to to uh, accommodate uh, this demand by. Uh, by allowing more industrial zone in Vietnam, we we have seen like the concept about uh, special economic zones that would like uh, make a lot of contribution to this process, and also it's about uh, uh, you know simplifying the processes uh, for uh, developing new industrial zone in Vietnam. Then we will be able to timely uh, receive all the uh, uh, outside the concept is eagles from Europe and. Uh, uh, China. I think what we can do now is uh, we have a few extra minutes, I believe, that we can answer some of the questions that I see coming in from the audience. I think one of the first ones that we have is, uh, what is your view on the opportunity for investment in data centers in Vietnam? The places in Vietnam that are currently being built to house uh, servers and collection of data for companies, um, I, I think if I may, I'll jump in on this for a little bit. Uh, I think it's a huge opportunity in Vietnam simply because there are already legal requirements in place for developers, for companies to store certain uh, information in Vietnam relating to consumers in Vietnam. So when a, a Vietnamese consumer provides certain data that's required to be stored on a local server in Vietnam, the other part of that is going to be as a as a big issue in following COVID is supply chain issues. So data centers are, are necessary as you start increasing logistics and you start seeing an increase in the number of companies that are providing e-commerce opportunities in Vietnam. Vietnam is a quite a big market. You're, it's about 100 million people and, and a growing middle class. So I think with the growth of the e-commerce sector, the growth of the middle class, there'll be a necessity in Vietnam to continue building new data centers. And we're already starting to see that uh, coming in. Uh, some of the logistics providers are building their own data centers just to help manage the, the flow of goods from their facilities. Um, exactly uh, what Paul uh, just mentioned. I think in terms of the um, uh, in terms of the foundation, in terms of the logistics, uh, we should be ready for those uh, data centers in Vietnam, and you have seen like some big name like Intel, who has been here for many uh, many years, um, and um, um, I think this concept is, has uh, been growing in Vietnam. Uh, but at the same time, with you know the favorable, con favorable conditions uh, uh, being there, 
I also, I should also mention, also um, you know, highlight for you that you know Vietnam, the government of Vietnam is having uh, a tire controls over the collect uh, the collection the process for collections of data, personal data, and uh, for your information, uh, uh, the government of Vietnam is now uh, has now prepared a draft decree uh, on uh, collections of uh, uh, personal data. Uh, which may require the, uh, the those who co are collecting data to uh, be subject to you know various uh, requirements, mainly to protect the uh, privacy of the uh, uh, privacy for the, the for the data holders. Okay. And I think um, we have time for one more question. I think we're a little bit over, but uh, uh, we'll we'll get to at least one more question from the audience. Uh, one of the other questions that I see here that's interesting is uh, with the increase in the value of industrial land in Vietnam, do you think that there's going to be an obstacle for Vietnam to lower more FDI based upon the increase in the cost of industrial land? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Difficult I think it's a difficult question. <laughs> um, I, um, yeah, we, we, we know uh, and I, I'm, I think people know that there has been an increase in the uh, in the costs in the uh, rentals uh, uh, recently in different uh, industrial zones in different provinces of Vietnam. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a challenge uh, and I hope that compared to uh, the costs in uh, other neighboring countries, uh, though it has been an increase, it's still like competitive. Uh, I, I think uh, the reason that uh, the cost is increased is not only about the greater interest, but it's also about uh, the cost for the developer to uh, you know, build up and, uh, and operate uh, in a natural zone. Uh, the cost like uh, different, different kind of costs, including you know, administrative costs. As you see that it normally takes uh, like two or three years for uh, uh, one uh, for, for a company to complete the process for you know uh, development and industrial zone. So I hope that you know with the uh, positive change in the legal uh, uh, legal uh, development in Vietnam, with the uh, change in the uh, the improvement in the uh, you know uh, in, in in the uh, in the process. Uh, and hopefully the the whole process will be shortened. That will mean that we will save some costs uh, for the investor, uh, for the investor, uh, and also at the you know, for the time being, given that the the number of industrial zones are not uh, are sufficient to uh, accommodate the demand. That also the reason for the high cost. But uh, hopefully in the next uh, say one two years, when we have more you know industrial zone, uh, the cost would be uh, reduced or become more competitive given the balance between uh, supply and demand at the times. Yeah, and I think just uh, going off of that again, you know, one of the big reasons why the industrial sector in, in Vietnam has boomed is because of diversification for manufacturers. So moving from China and other jurisdictions into Vietnam in order to uh, reduce the reliance on one specific jurisdiction. And I think, you know, while prices in Vietnam have been increasing quite quickly, you still have relatively low cost of labor and you have an increasingly capable uh, workforce in terms of developing more complex manufacturing. And you're starting to see that already in the north with the high tech industrial zones already up and running and, and new infrastructure projects uh, almost on a, a weekly basis are announced by the government. So. 
I think uh, we'll see strong growth in the industrial sector, uh, regardless of increasing prices in the industrial sector at this point. Um, but I think we are out of time. Uh, I would like to thank the audience uh, really for joining us this morning. Uh, this was a quick discussion. Uh, we're only touching on high level issues, but please feel free to reach out to us if you have more detailed questions. We'll be happy uh, to discuss with you outside of this discussion. And again, thank you to Tong for, for joining and answering these questions. They're sometimes difficult. Uh, and, you know, in my experience, the Vietnam market is, is quite complex and it's sometimes difficult to navigate, but it is navigable. So uh, thank you very much. And Tong, I'll let you have the, the final word before we uh, close this discussion. Uh, thank you, Paul. Um, I think, um, you know, this is a, a rather interesting terms uh, for uh, the development of industrial and logistic or real estate uh, uh, in, in Vietnam. Uh, we have seen the, the, the trends, we have seen the movement, the direction that the um, real estate, uh, industrial real estate uh, is, is, is moving toward. Uh, so, and we, we, we have seen also the potential for, uh, you know, for a greater uh, FDI uh, into Vietnam. Uh, given the uh, you know Vietnam is, has been a members with uh, under uh, member of different treaties as I mentioned, so um, we uh, we are, we are, uh, we hope and we are confident that that would uh, you know help Vietnam to uh, uh, to to uh, you know, to promote uh, you know the business in Vietnam, uh, especially to uh, you know foreign investor in this uh, uh, in this sector. And uh, as a lawyers uh, working in this, uh, uh, practicing in this uh, uh, line of business, um, uh, among other uh, other lines, uh, I'm very exciting to you know um, uh, to uh, see how it's gonna grow and uh, to come along with uh, the investor uh, in their, uh, their projects in Vietnam. So thank you for uh, spending time to uh, to join this webinar. And uh, we're happy because we know that the uh, webinar is uh, rather short, uh, but we're happy to take uh, up your uh, other questions, uh, you know, on another occasion or by any other channel that uh, might uh, facilitate uh, uh, this. So uh, thank you and uh, have a, a good, uh, have good, have a good day. Bye bye.